while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. intro it's good this it very good in the air tonight uh, it's a excellent song i um i was originally and we talked about a few ideas but it had to have night in it right because you know, it's south coast tonight of course there's really nobody that does this right <laughs> <laughs> except for us that's why right. you know there's really nobody that does this no, that's great us. you know you're bringing the local knowledge to the nighttime airways and, and you know i talk so much marcus like about just this decimation of local media and you know kudos to you know you and chris and so many others that that at least are keeping these stories alive um uh, all across the state because I, I again i just think it's such a disservice to see so much of the local media that's just been decimated by national uh, corporations like Gannett. Um, you know, we were talking during one of the breaks about like the Providence Journal. I mean, now it's the Boston Globe that wades into Rhode Island politics and races because the Projo is gone. And you know, yeah, they for, don't have a, they don't even have like an, edi- uh, an editorial. editorial board. Yeah, yeah. and like th- you know, that's just such. A, it, it, they're they're a, they're a publication for a major a, a capital city. city of a, of a state. And it's not like Providence is necessarily clean. You know, it's not like they're they're Providence like public servants. It's not, there. It's, I mean, it's a, Rhode Island was founded by a criminal and run by criminals for many. <laughs> Many years, <laughs> you know. So, like, but it's such a it's such an unfortunate problem to me because I think like it gets so frustrating when you try. For me, as a Republican, and I know you've probably experienced this as a Democrat activist, like, hey, can we get you out and helping out in a New Bedford City Council race or a selectman race or a state rep? And it's like, no, I'm too busy doing this for for congress or governor and it's like those are and it's not to minimize it but it's like you know it's just you're completely dismissing local folks dismissing local races and it's like and i think a lot of that's symptomatic because you don't have local local media anymore so i give you a lot of kudos for the show and doing this into the night because it's important i appreciate that and i i I agree with a lot of what you said when you're talking about like getting people to get involved and stuff it is a it is difficult i remember not even even like stuff that isn't hyper hyper local but still important like for example i was working for mass dems in 2014 i just finished law school but i was in that um i literally i hadn't i'd passed the bar but i hadn't got my bar card so for people who don't know once you graduate law school you take the bar exam i know you guys you guys know that you take it usually in july um if you don't have a job lined up uh which i didn't i was doing some like 
basically ad hoc stuff here. I was right. doing some stuff for this guy, doing some stuff for another guy, right? Uh, I was just sort of waiting for my... Um, but if you... So you're just sort of in this weird limbo of, like, you have a JD, which is... Which is great, but it it you know it doesn't let you practice law. You're waiting for your light. You're waiting for your bar results to find out if you are able to get a license to practice law. And then when you get that uh, acceptance letter, then you have to wait another month until you get sworn in at um, up on up in Faneuil Hall, right. which is an amazing experience. But that's a long way of saying. I was doing some work for the Mass Dems. <laughs> I remember I got needed, paid, needed what, something to two, do, needed two, a gig. Two, <laughs> Two hundred dollars, right? And uh, oh, it's amazing. Two hundred dollars, and uh, Hugh Dunn got me because Hugh Hugh Dunn, the former Ward Three City Councilor, he was the um, at the time it was before he was a city councilor. He was a rep. Uh, he was a district rep for Bill Keating, and so he was involved in you know the, just the general yeah, stuff of with Mass Dems. So he said, "Hey, do you want to do some campaign stuff?" So Cherry goes like two hundred bucks. I'm like two hundred bucks ain't bad, you know. It's, Right now, I'll take 200 bucks, you know? So uh, then as I texted him, I'm like, all right, what time am I starting tomorrow? It's like, it's it's, uh, 6 to 7. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, 6 a.m. to 7 (laughs) p.m. I'm like, all right. So I did it. You know, it was whatever. It's a good experience. You get there, you knock the doors. Of course, yeah. You you know, I was knocking, I was leaving hangers all day, knocking doors. Are you going to vote? Are you going to vote for the Democratic Party? Right. And, um, you know, everybody, it was New Bedford. So most people said yes. Of course, right. But here's, I get to, we get to the later part where I just been, I did a, you know, they cut the turf, they gave me it, I hit all the doors on the turf, I come back in, and they're doing um, phone banking. And so I'm doing some phone banking, and uh, literally nobody's going out to vote, and I'm like, so I call, one guy in particular, really, this was like five, six o'clock, right? One guy in particular really pissed me off, because he says... I go, hey, um, you know, because I know you're a registered Democrat because you're in, you're in my phone banking, right, right? Right. So I call him. I say, hey, um, are you, uh, are you, you know, you haven't voted yet, or, or have you voted yet? No. Cool. Are you gonna vote? He goes, nah. Well, you know, I'm just sitting down to dinner, so I'm like, well, the the polls close at eight, right? So you can you after time. dinner. He goes, I don't think I'll have time. I'm like. Is it a five course meal? Otherwise, you have the time. The butler serving it. I he goes. Eh, I just I literally hung up. I'm like, all right, whatever. Right. You know, I was like, all right, that's the year that Charlie Baker won. By the way, well, right? and you know, <laughs> that's and that's the, just it. That's and, the year that Charlie Baker won. Which, like, I know everybody likes Charlie Baker now, but at the time, you know, we wanted, you know, we were trying to help a Democrat keep the, um, you know, keep the the corner office, and we didn't because of people like that. Right. So, so it is. There are some who might say that instead it was just stolen. (laughs) When in reality, you just had people that didn't (laughs) vote, you know? Well, that to me, again, and it's like, that to me becomes sort of the frustrating part is it's like, I'm, you know, talking to people who in no way, shape, manner, or form have ever done what you just described. I've done that as well. Yeah. On the Republican side, and it's like, you just... They just didn't vote. <laughs> like, yeah, right. More Democrats voted than Republicans. It, it's not rocket science, and it's yeah. like it. they yeah. just didn't vote, and that's why we didn't win. Like mm-hmm. it's it's you know again every you know we strive for perfection, but as talked about even at the top of the program, like 
you know, sometimes a mistake is nefarious. And, like, for some reason, we just assume that what few mistakes are made. And I had a friend of mine that did research on this, like, in Massachusetts. This is a total tangent on voter fraud for no reason other than I just felt like sharing the story. And it's like there's only one person that he found of all the cases that that he investigated. So, you know, they, yeah. just, they just don't vote, unfortunately, sometimes. Right. Yeah. It's – well, the other thing is of it, too, I think Jess has talked about this. The, the problem with the Republicans that they're running into is that they're – like being actively discouraged from voting by mail and yes. like there's a lot of people that would benefit from it like if you're going to show if that's your thing i want to show up on election day i get it florida i mean desantis's re-election campaign completely utilized early voting to yeah, of course drive his turnout and drive his mm-hmm. number and you know and i think he used a little bit of vote by mail too of whatever the to the extent it exists in florida so you know and it's exactly it it would benefit people and like that's the that's the frustrating part is like you know, we're just not voting. It's like they don't show up in person either, though. Like, that becomes some of the frust- frustration as well. But 508-996-0500. Good evening. Yeah, good evening there, Matt. Uh, Big L, how are you? I'm hanging in there, bud. Yeah? That's you good. Know where I'm at, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you still there? Yes, I am. But you doing all right? I'm, uh... You getting what you need? Yep. That's good. Glad to hear it. And uh, when you uh, go off the air, come on up and uh, I want to meet you. Yeah, I can't tonight, but um, sometime soon. I I know where you are now, but I can't tonight, but sometime soon I'll definitely come by. You going to be there for a bit? I'm going to be here maybe for a bit. I'll let you know how long I'm going to be here. Okay, sounds good. Where's Chris? Chris is out tonight. He'll be back later in the week, probably uh, probably Wednesday. All right. All right. I just I just figured I'd touch base with you. I appreciate. It. I'm glad to hear that you're uh, that you're doing okay. Thank you. And uh, I'm sorry if I interfered with your guest. You didn't interfere with anything, Big Al. You never interfere with anything. Not at all. Well, thank you. All right. Well, I'm just hanging in there, and. Uh, Talk to you soon. Stay strong, big gal. Thanks. I will definitely try. It was big Al. Big Al. Love yeah. big Al. Big Al's a big Al's one of our uh, one of our best callers. That's awesome. Well, yeah. appreciate the listening, Al. He's doing great. Good. Well, well we're glad better. to hear that. We're glad to hear that. Um, yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, that's that's. Um, I forget where we were. Uh, we were just talking honestly. about voting, elections, thing like you know, local and yeah, yeah. So, so we were talking about like local media. You know, one of the, I, I had a we had a Ted Nisi on actually a, a while back from Channel Twelve, and he was talking about how like sort of the, the some of the, one of the problems is like the and we have a digital platform, right? Like, and and you know, it does our digital platform does really well, but like some of the problem is is that the newspaper provided generally because now everything's been digitized right pretty much even the even the newspapers that are doing super well have been digitized right yeah, of course um the thing is is that like you get a copy like i'm a digital subscriber to the boston globe in and I, I remember talking to uh i remember talking to um lieutenant governor driscoll about this i said hey i really liked your piece in the boston globe that was came out today or yesterday or she's like i never know because i just read it digitally and i'm like yeah same actually because then that, and that's <laughs> right. like it, it, that's the thing is that uh, ted nisi said it perfectly he was like if you get a newspaper that's 
basically like their way of saying like this is the news that you, we think is important for you to know today. Right. Like, right. This is what made it into this, you know, edition, print edition of paper time. at this time because we thought today you needed to know these things, and now. It's sort of, and again, we have a digital platform that does really well, and I think we do a good job informing people. But it's a little bit different now when it's 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 a little it's harder for people to be informed when there's just sort of a scatter shot, right, right of 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 uh, of news information that comes out, and it's like, bam, here's everything, like here's right. everything that like that that's going well, on. And it's a twenty four hour news cycle too, and I, I've railed against that for years. Like I think that's such a major problem um, mm-hmm. because again. You know, back to my commentary about theater politics with the State of the Union, like now you have the the vehicle, whether it be CNN or Fox or whatever, um, or MSNBC or, or any of the 24-hour news programs. And it's like it's just become this ratings one-upsmanship. And like, you know, and, and it sounds cynical when I say it, but it's like I, to some degree a part of me looks at it and thinks it's just it is entertainment because like yeah. so many people on the right will look at like you got CNN on right now and be like, oh, my God, well, they said, well, they have the First Amendment right to say it, right? I mean, and they're going to be like, oh, my God, look what this person on the right said, you know, and it's like nobody takes stock of like, well, look what they said about this person for years. Yeah, well, look at what you said about them. Like, I, I mean – if you if you if you want to like try and claim some mantle on like ideological morality, like you don't have it if you're calling other people names, right? And like, <laughs> and at the end of the day, it's like just because you think you're ideologically right doesn't mean that you're necessarily taking the correct approach when you're calling people names or 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 just because degrading someone. Because again, I think we have such a lack of nuance now that like ideas don't win out it's a matter of the theatrics it's a matter of the theater and and that's just really unfortunate in our discourse and you know and again i'm not naive to to our history like you know we fought a civil war we used to shoot at each other it was a point in our history we were shooting each other you had a south carolina congressman beat massachusetts senator charles sumner to near death on the floor of the senate and like you read that entire story like that congressman had uh, someone help him with like a pistol like holding off other senators so like i i'm not naive to the fact that our discourse has occasion, right but like yeah. but you know our discourse has always been a little divided and that's how it's always but like it feels like now it's just a constant barrage of theater 24 7 365 for those yeah. of us who consume it and like i make it a point i think it's very important that people you got to kind of come up for air. Like it's never good to totally invest, whether it be in politics or sports or music, or whatever. Like you got to come up from air a little bit and clear the head of of it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and well, I just think there's so little of that now because it's well, I got to make my point feverishly and ferociously and well, say it in the most attention grabbing way possible. Yeah, it's kind of true. Like you listen, to, like even when you like if you like watch somebody like a national politician on like a national show it's all like it's just basically all buzzwords yeah. um it's that's pretty much all it is here we do the straight talk though we do this is a straight talk you, express, you, you yeah. know you talk about 24 hour set hour news cycles i like i don't know sometimes when i get off air i'm kind of like i wish there was a show to listen to <laughs> i don't know sometimes oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah. i wish Radio there was a show wise, to yeah. listen to uh i usually watch the like the cable news um or the you know the local news or something like that but um but at a certain point i think you you know you, you definitely run out of stuff to talk about listen, yeah. listen we got to take this break we'll be right back listen to us live and you know like to remind the audience to do is to, to listen to to subscribe to the south coast tonight podcast if you can 
really helps us out a great deal, allows us to continue this program. You can go anywhere where podcasts are offered, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, the WBSM.com, the WBSM app. I think it's an Amazon Music or Amazon Podcast or whatever, um, and uh, maybe even Podbean. I'm sure you can find it there. I could even look because I use Podbean. You use Podbean? I do. You know, on occasion, I, I will have, I have dabbled in it. I've dabbled. I um, I know my Saturday show was on Podbean. Give it a look here. So you use Podbean? Yeah. No, I've used it. Well, you can go to wbsm.com, the WBSM app. Um, download our podcast or subscribe. If you subscribe, it is on Podbean as well. There you are. Incredible. You are on Podbean. I should add that to my Podbean now. Hey, let's let's go to the phones. Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's going on? Well, uh, I'd like to ask you a question, first of all. Oh, boy. Uh, you, no, no, it's not a hard one. <laughs> oh, no. uh, you talked about John Kelleher at large there. Where, where do you find him? What is his, his program? Ke- Ke- so um, Keller at large uh, uh, is usually on WBZ at 830 on Sundays, I believe his program is. Okay. Um, but I think he can be list- – I think he has a – I think there's a podcast. He also does like a column for Masterlist. So if you sign up for that, I think he links into, um, and then I believe he links in a podcast on Masterlist. I think he's on Greater Boston, too. I think he he took over for Jim Browdy. Oh, has he? Has Jim Browdy left uh, Greater Boston? Yeah, Jim Browdy. I Jim Browdy definitely left Greater Boston, and I know John Keller has hosted Greater Boston. Wow, what, 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 what did he go on to? Or did he just retire? No, he's or? just doing his. He's just doing his um, NPR show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, gee, I, I, I kind of miss him, you know, that sort of thing. The thing I wanted to really get into besides finding out where Kelleher is, okay, <laughs> is um, on OTR they had uh, Jake Auchincloss. Okay. Oh, I missed it. I know yeah, I meant to tune in. Yeah. I, I had Jake Auchincloss on last week. And I think the thing that you'd be interested in, they came right out and asked him, are you considering running in the future for Senate? Okay, oh, for Senator. Uh, he didn't say yes. But he didn't say no. Yeah. He kind of left it open. All right. And they seem to uh, praise him somewhat because of his uh, military background. I think he was in Afghanistan. Yeah, he was a Marine. As he was Marine. in Afghanistan. Okay. And he was also in Panama on a reconnaissance mission because there were Taliban in Panama. Uh-huh. They yeah. touted that. And they, I think he's also a Harvard grad as well. And MIT. MIT. Okay. No, Close. no, both. Both. Close enough. Both. Okay. Both. Yeah, yeah, better. Both. yeah. So, uh, you know, if you're looking in the future for a uh, senatorial candidate other than the two people we have there now, which I don't know what they're doing, actually, except looking at national events. Uh, certainly, uh, Mr. Arkenkloss would be a, uh, um, a person that would look at it in the next couple of years, I guess. He said he didn't say yes, but he didn't say no either. Well, well, so so um, I actually, so I had Arkenkloss on just before the State of the Union on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and we talked, I, I, at the time... I didn't know about the rumors of him running. Otherwise, I would have asked him then. But Lisa Kashinsky came out with a uh, from Politico came out with a thing like two days later and actually linked to my article with Auchincloss in it and said he was talking about running for Senate along with Ayanna Presley. I don't think that will be next year. Um, no, no, no. No, I don't think it'll no, be next I don't year. Think so you'd have to primary Warren. I actually, I actually met Rep. Auchincloss on the Baker twenty fourteen campaign. Yeah, little <laughs> dirty true. little secret for my Democrat friends out there. He yeah. worked opposite of Marcus in twenty fourteen. He was working he for, for Baker. Um, you know, I, I so will, he's a Baker Obama Democrat. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, I will say this, though. I, I do love that question mm-hmm. um, whenever I, I'm an elected official and, like, I don't get asked because I'm not a congressman, so nobody really cares about what I might do in the future. But I I, I love that question because, like, if – why would I mean he's not going to say no, right? I mean, why would you say no? Why would you ever rule it out, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you flatly say no, but then you look at the landscape and think you might have a pathway to victory, yeah. then like here's the thing though: these rumor mills don't come out of nowhere. No, they don't. This, this stuff's leaked. Place. Yeah, yeah this, it's usually place. That's a like like G- Jake Auchincloss might be running for Senate. That's a planted story. Sure. I mean, that doesn't you generally know? come out about Bill Keating or Richard Neal or Jim McGovern. So I, I don't disagree. Bill, Keating's, Bill Keating, Richard Neal, and Jim McGovern are in from ages 60 to 70. That's right. But, right. Well, I mean, Ed Markey was, you know, he was in his 60s when he was elected. I, I'm not saying. But no, but my I'm not point saying is like, Lisa, I'm not saying Lisa wrote a planted story because it, it, it actually came out before Lisa wrote right. her story. Just just to clarify. Right, no, and I'm, but, but I'm but I'm saying that, your point, I'm, you know, kind of, help, you know. Well, they adding also, to your point there. They also praised him for his AI speech because they said for a freshman person in Congress, that seemed to be something that got him national attention. Um, yeah, I, I talked to him about uh, a bit about that. He said, you know, basically with AI, he said the the he there's a newer model actually that he got a generated speech from. And he said it's like it's better than anything he could have written well, actually. It's going to get better and better. Let's <laughs> yeah, and he it, said he said we need to yeah you need to figure out how to you Wait know until it becomes sentient. How to how to yeah right exactly how but to deal with really it. But they really praised him for doing that to get attention towards someone who's just come into you know Congress who probably can't you know be in line for big committees or anything it it, grew, it it gave him a national audience that's what they said yeah i mean he's he's now on that house china committee which is what i talked to him about for for a while and he's um you know that's that's i think that select committee on china is going to be a big national committee okay so in the meantime what happens to joe kennedy then <laughs> nothing and joe kennedy uh Pate, gone, out, never coming back? Uh, what do you think? I wouldn't say never coming back. I mean, he's a young guy still. He's like 42. Yeah. He, he's got a, I mean, he's he, he's got a war chest, and he can um, he can fundraise pretty easily. He's still a Kennedy, but right now, like, there was there was discussions I heard from people that were closer to him than than, than most that mm-hmm. he was talking about running for attorney general at, at one point. This was in the time between 2020 and 2022. He was talking about running for attorney general at one point. That didn't metastasize into anything, obviously. Mm-hmm. Andrea Campbell's now our attorney general. Mm-hmm. He can't run for governor, right? So no, I, 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 I would most look Kennedys don't run for the executive. Thing, you know, really, anyway. with, with the name Kennedy, let's face it. I think our own Democrats will put the put the stop to him, uh, you know, really, to tell you the truth. Well, I think Andrea Campbell came into the race with a lot of backing. Well, I'm not worried about Kennedy and Andrea Campbell. I'm talking about Kennedy being on the national scene, you know. That name, Kennedy, in the national scene is a big name. Well, he and probably, our own Democrats seem to put the brakes on him. Yeah, well, he, he, he probably – here's the thing. Okay. He, he – the Democrat, like, the, so, so the the Senate race, from my understanding, and Jared, if you have a different impression, let me know. But sure. my understanding is that with that Senate race between Markey and Kennedy, the House wanted Kennedy and the Senate wanted Markey. Right. And the reason the Senate wanted Markey, one of the reasons the Senate wanted Markey is because the Senate, Democratic senators, or really incumbent senators in general, do not want to embolden 
members of Congress to primary them. <laughs> You're right. Right? And obviously the House wants somebody that, they, you know, they, they Kennedy was offered leadership positions, actually, in the Democratic House. This has been reported. He was offered leadership positions in the Democratic House but turned them down because he had these sort of differing aspirations. And he talked yeah. about potentially running for president <clears throat> in 2016 or 2020, but he didn't want people to say, like, oh, I don't want people to think I'm vote- they're voting for Ted or whatever. Well, you know? he can't divest himself of so that. I, that's no, he up. can't. No, it's the reason he's there in the first place. Yeah. So he shouldn't. So I, so I think that's a, I, that's a great perspective, Marcus, and I can't disagree with it. I, I will give you the Republican perspective. I think if we want to go all the way back, as nothing happens, you know, little domino to big domino. I think part of the impression I was under in 2013 in the special election and the primary between Markey and Lynch was that Markey was sort of a caretaker senator. Do it. You know, in 13, get reelected in 14, out in 20, Joe Kennedy's the next man up. I encouraged a lot of my friends who are Democrats or unenrolled who took Democrat ballots to vote for Ed Markey because I think my perspective, and I wonder if this could be something that crept into the minds of a lot of Democrats who want to continue to climb the electoral ladder in Massachusetts is if we elect Joe Kennedy, who in 2020 was in his late 30s, I don't even know how old he was, we elect him. He is a United States senator for 40 years. Yeah, and right. And yeah, yeah. Like Markey. <laughs> well, Markey will not be a senator for 40 years. Well, Markey's he, been in Congress for 50 he, he years. He has, okay, but like so. one member, but not in the Senate. So I think if you're looking at I it, mean, right, but but my point is like if you're looking at wanting to matriculate up, you're going to have one of your two Senate seats that is completely taken up by one person for 40 some odd years, whereas with Ed Markey, or even Elizabeth Warren. I mean, they're they're both. But here's the thing: Ed Markey's still holding on to that seat. He, he's he's running again. He said he's running again in 26. He is, but he's but he ain't holding it for 40 years. And I think again, yeah. and I wonder if this thought may have crept in for if this thought may have crept into a lot of Democrats that might think I might want to keep climbing that ladder. Like, and can we afford to have someone? I think in that's it? why Kennedy jumped in. One of the reasons he jumped. Well, in he too. didn't want to wait. And I think Markey sort of, again, this is Republican perspective. So zero, this is just a, a take. Like, I think the take was Markey will be out in 2020 and then it's Kennedy's turn. And then the last point, at least with Joe Kennedy and again, outside Republican perspective, looking at the mass Dems at this point, is there room now for, Irish Catholic white men, and there are in the Democratic Party, but is it that isn't going to be nearly as strong now as it was when Uncle Ted, Uncle Bobby, well, Bobby never ran in Massachusetts, but Uncle Ted and Uncle Jack were running 50, 60 years ago, that the Democratic mass Dems have changed, that does he have sort of that pathway? No, I mean, you mentioned Andrea Campbell, the first black uh, attorney general, a female black attorney general. Well, no, probably the first black attorney general, too, first right? First black attorney general, not the first female attorney general. Not the first female, general, right. The first female black attorney general. There's a pathway so long as you're a, a people person, okay? Yeah, well, and then the last... If you're a people person, there is a pathway. Yeah, and then I think the last point I'll, I'll, I'll make as the Republican perspective on Joe Kennedy was, what was the point? Like, I mean, a lot of it, when he was running, like... Couldn't Mark articulate it. Never did, and, and, it, and he fell into the unfortunate trap that I think a lot of Kennedys running have fallen into, which is... What do you mean? What's the, I'm a Kennedy, of course. I don't. Well, I got to give you. And Ed Markey, to his credit, took the progressive lane, took it hard, had that Green New Deal with AOC, had other just policy ideas that galvanized the progressives within the Democratic Party. And Joe Kennedy was sort of like, well, yeah, I'm progressive too, but I'm also a Kennedy. And I think a lot of people are like, eh. I, I don't 
don't look at it that way. I, I, I'm looking for new leadership, for younger leadership, because that's what the future is going to be. I, and, and you got you got to bring some of these people that are in the minor leagues, so to speak, and uh, let them uh, you know take it's, over. It's just tough for a guy Nancy like Pelosi. You know, uh, kind of stepped out of the high uh, of the. Uh, oh, that that had to happen. They yeah, had to, they I'm had to get rid of her. She did. Uh, you know what's funny is is that when she. She got um. She promised four years. She'd do four years as speaker and no more. And then she ended up. At, I didn't. I was like, "There's no way she's going to do that, right?" And she ended up doing it. But only, I think, only because I think if they had want, if they had kept the majority, um, then she would have stayed. But yeah, I agree. Well, they needed they needed to change out her, Steny Hoyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, yeah. you've got to get younger Democrats. I mean, Hakeem Jeffries sucks. I, I don't want to like be a, like, oh, well, Hakeem Jeffries is going to, he sucks. Um, he's well, a, he is why a, not give him a chance? He's a no? formless aristocrat. But yeah, yeah, I know. I get it. Why not give him a, no, I, I agree. It's just like in terms of just having a fresher face for the, de, for, yeah, for, for leadership. Yeah, you've got to have a younger yeah. face there, I think, for the yeah. future. I'm tired of looking at uh, Joe Biden, uh, you know, because too. who knows where he's going to be in the next four years if he runs again. Yeah. You know, the, the guy, uh, you know, he, he moves like an old man, you know, uh, and will he be around in the next four years? His health is okay now, but yeah. I think you need somebody who's in their middle age that uh, has got a better chance of... Uh, like Ron DeSantis. Good. Yeah, that could be with the... <laughs> you know, your, your best guy is uh, Charlie Baker, as far as I'm concerned, but you're going to have the problem with Trump Charlie uh, breaking down with the, with the Republicans. Well, Charlie Baker's never going to win a national yeah, primary Yeah, unfortunately, he, he would not win a national Republican primary. The most popular uh, governor in, this, in the states. Yeah, among Massachusetts people. Right. Well, I think among the, the, all the country, yeah. I think. Try to tell the, the children of the queen well, in no, Iowa. Well, right. Well, so you got to understand, like, when they <laughs> say that, it's because they took all 50 governors and how their polling numbers are in their individual states, and Baker yeah. happened to come in. They didn't poll Montana. Okay. okay. What, did you, what do you think of Massachusetts? They not, it doesn't, like, they'd poll for their well, you individual to, governor. You wouldn't be able to do that. Right. And then it would just, he came out and talked. No, look, I mean, you know, Governor Baker would just he would not be able to translate nationally i will say i believe his move to the ncaa is an extremely interesting one and a lot of my friends in, in the in the in the republican party talk about him wanting to have some sort of a role in 2024 yeah, what like that what? is i don't know maybe a vice president maybe a cabinet well, position no way. the republicans are going to decide if they're going to be republicans that are trump or the traditional but, republicans well party, that's that's where is, i think not what they are right now right. because well, trump is we have we have Marcus has because I would never choose this channel, but CNN is on and they did show a poll. DeSantis head to head with Trump is beating Trump, and when you mix in Mike Pence and Nikki Haley, it's still tied Trump <laughs> and Pence. Haley. So, you know, but my point with Baker is going well, to the nobody NCAA. Nobody knows who Nikki Haley. Oh, is. I know. I mean, I like her. But, I know Nikki but, Haley. But my, yeah, you know who Nikki <laughs> Haley my, is. But my nobody point, else. my point with Charlie Baker going to the NCAA is it gives him a national. Yep. It gives him a national. Platform. And, uh, thank you, but that was the word I was looking for. Guys, profile. And Charlie Baker. National profile. Non-controversial. Well, the NCAA can be controversial. No, 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 no. You got it all wrong. Charlie Baker <laughs> went to be president of the NCAA because he wants to be cool. He doesn't want to be in politics anymore. Now you anymore. got Marty Walsh at the NHLPA. He yeah, he wants to be cool. <laughs> he doesn't want to be in politics anymore. He wants to be in sports. He doesn't right. want to go hang out with Ron DeSantis. No. He wants to go hang out in the NCAA, go hang out with sports people. Be a big sport. Being a big sports guy will always be infinitely cooler than being well, in yeah, politics. Well, yeah, the people. Tall men, too, tend to be presidents. <laughs> but you also get a national profile one way or the other. Yep. And a generally non 
controversial one too. Hey, uh, pop quiz: Who's the only uh, pr- uh, lab- uh, who is the only labor leader oh, to this be is elected? Easy. Yeah, I know. I know the answer. Who's the only labor leader to be elected president? Who's the only labor union president to be to be elected president of the United States? That's a good one. He's also he also I'll even dovetail it. He's the only one to fire striking union employees. Okay, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the irony of it, right? Yeah. No, Ronald Reagan, uh, yeah. my my political see, hero. R- Ronald Reagan was an accessible guy. He was a people person, and I think that's yeah, why would, you know people gravitated towards him. He was an actor. Yeah, he knew yeah, how to ham it up. To, he knew how to act. You know? Yeah, he, a, he knew how to ham it up. Being a good—that's I mean—that's really where Biden made his bones too. Being being a good retail politician. But to, to get back to the original point, yes. Um, I think Auchincloss definitely has a future running for statewide office, senator in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his profile fits. I think uh, the I think the national party really seems to like him quite a bit, so they'll back him uh, when the opportunity presents itself. I think he's got the resume, and I think he's got a he'd probably get a good appeal for the cross section of Democratic voters well, and independent voters in Massachusetts. Be a of the people, you're going to be able to come to this area and go and to I, the Madera I, feast I, and eat I, I think he can do that too. <laughs> I, I've met I've met Jake a cup a few times. He's a real nice guy, yeah. um, person to person. I think you can't get to be a member of Congress. Same thing with Congressman Keating. You can't get to be a member of Congress without having some pretty good people skills yep. and, right. and and like guys like like. Uh, like Keating and and, and uh, Auchincloss definitely do. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, but yeah. So I, I think Joe Kennedy is going to be. Um, I don't think. Uh, I think the only what, Joe Kennedy right now is the, is the envoy to is the by the way North Ireland. Yeah, he's the envoy envoy to Northern Ireland. So he's not doing nothing. But in terms of elected office, I think I don't think there is a pathway for him. I, I think that he's going to be the envoy to Northern Ireland. I think maybe getting some other governmental positions like cabinet level type of stuff in the executive branch i think he definitely has a future there but in terms of is he going to be a u.s senator or is he going to run for senate again i I doubt it well you never know the money's there and you can't count them out and again i'm just looking for new young leadership to get rid of some of these old people like me right so we can you know look towards the future you know yeah that sort of stuff. It's it's just too many old old timers there that don't understand. Even if I said AI, maybe they wouldn't know what I'm talking about. You know. Yeah. All right, my friends. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. Thank you for letting me put in my two cents. Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, Thanks okay. for the call. Take Appreciate care, it. Let's take a break. Fourteen twenty WBSM New Bedford's News Talk Station at Prime. Take South Coast tonight with you wherever you go. Stream Chris and Marcus on the WBSM app or get their podcast on the app at WBSM.com. Now, back to South Coast tonight. Hey, welcome back. Yeah, so I think Jake Auchincloss, I, I, I have, listen, I, I have I have the congressman on a lot. Yeah. He's always willing to. Nice kinda, guy. Yeah, I've met him a couple He's a nice guy. a long time, but. It's funny that you met him on the Baker campaign. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what's funny about the Auchincloss? Here's the thing. I, um. What like with that Kennedy Markey race was going on? I was, I was a guest here. <laughs> yeah, Let me look funny. at the tag I put in yeah, the contact. Yeah. Baker for governor. <laughs> yep, that's funny. Um, so when uh, when Kennedy was running, I um, I was just a guest here. Like I was like a, just a contributor. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like an actual like host right. yet. I was filling in, so I was a little bit more involved in campaign stuff than I am now. Now I'm not involved in campaign stuff at right. all because I just don't feel it's appropriate. But um, but I was like 
you know, it was pretty heavy. And I wanted Joe Kennedy to win, right? And um, I just liked him. Uh, same thing, younger leadership and all of that. I think Senator Markey's fine, but at the time I was supporting Kennedy. So um, Kennedy loses. And it's, a lot of this is along along those progressive, you know, those, those progressive. Those fault lines, yeah. Yeah, those progressive fault lines, even though Joe Kennedy, I think they basically had the same exact voting oh, record. Oh, yeah. The same exact. Well, that's candidate. why I said it was like, what's what is the point? <laughs> yeah. Well, Marky, I'll tell you one thing. Marky's political talent, his enduring political talent. And I give him credit for this: is knowing which way the wind is blowing. John Walsh, a big John, part of that too. Hiring John Walsh was excellent uh, idea. Um, you know, taking it a little bit more seriously. Um, but if he didn't hitch his wagon to AOC in 2018, he saw his buddy Mike Capuano who was appreciably more progressive than he was when Mar- Markey was in the House. Oh, yeah. When Markey was in the House, Cap, I mean, you look at their voting records over time. Capuano was a pretty progressive guy, right? right? Um, so he saw that you saw Capuano lose, and he said, okay, <laughs> I got to do this now, right? right. I got to, like, and it, not to say he has been an environment guy. He always has been an environment guy. He started, you know, wearing the sneakers, an absolute masterclass in political rebranding. And a lot of that is John Walsh, yeah, but yeah. absolute masterclass in po- political rebranding. But it's a long way of saying then all those progressives were mad that Jake Auchincloss won because he used right. to be a Republican. Like, you guys are just saying he's a Republican anyway. So you guys are just saying Kennedy's a Republican anyway. So why do you even care, right. right? Why do you even care? Was he progressive or not? But I actually think Jake's done a pretty good job, I more or less toeing the line on that stuff. Um, he has, like, when I had him on right after the midterms, he had said, uh, you know, he had said um, it's a, uh, the midterms were a rejection of extremism on both sides. You know, he called out progressives and mm-hmm. he's, Kind of been an he's been a combatant. The reason I say Hakeem Jeffries sucks is because he doesn't do what uh, Auchincloss doesn't do. What Jeffries does and calls progressives the mob, right? Like Hakeem Jeffries used to do. Right. I think maybe ha- Jeffries is starting to mend, trying to mend those fences a little bit because he has to. But right. I think Auchincloss has been a, actually a pretty good congressman. Yeah, I mean, I you know I don't obviously partisanly speaking, I would prefer a Republican, but, you know, in terms of the... Would you put a Julie Hall? Yeah. Well, not this past cycle, but I mean, I think... Exactly. I think overall, um, you know, I think overall in the grand scheme of the nine Democrat congressmen from from Massachusetts, you know, voting-wise, ideologically-wise, politically, he's you know, he's definitely, I think, more measured in his approach. Uh, and, and a lot like Bill Keating as well. You know, you don't see Keating in that theater type fray of, of hyperpartisanship, which is good. Stephen Lynch, uh, of course, as well. I think it goes to show, you know, this part of the state, you know, south of Boston, south, south shore, south coast, southeastern Mass, Cape is, you know, I think definitely as, as part of the state that's a little bit more moderate, a little bit more purple, you know, Republicans can have some success, but that's obviously going to pull, you know, the Democrat congressman that we have represented in this area, you know, a little bit more away from the theatrics that exist in some of the other parts in the state with some of the other congressmen. So, you know, I, th- I think, um, you know, and yeah, I mean, again, I met Rep Bachenklaas on the, uh, yeah. The Baker 2014 campaign. He, like so. he said, he's, a, he's an Obama-Baker Democrat. Yeah, so, I mean, he's, you know, I, I give him credit. You know, I mean, I, I give credit to anybody that I, I observe, whether I like them or not. You know, and again, sort of like watching the Super Bowl last night, like I appreciate talent. I appreciate folks that that know when to strike when that iron's hot, and he struck. He knew, you know, he knew when to 
when to make that leap, and he made it extremely efficiently. Yeah, I mean, there was an open seat. Yeah. It was like, what, what other time? It was a close election, too, but you know what I liked about his campaign was he, he ran, he won because of, he won because he campaigned down here. Right. Like, he won because he focused down here. The South Coast sent him to Congress. Absolutely. It, like, make Fall River, Taunton, uh, Attleboro, et cetera. Uh, Freetown, Lakeville, uh, um, they sent him. Remarkable Lakeville is in the same district. <laughs> it is in that district. It's I the believe. only town in Plymouth. No, it is. It's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. town in Plymouth County that's in his district. So, it's, so when I look at the county, I mean, you got Stephen Lynch. Bill Keating obviously represents most of Plymouth County, but you have Jake Auchincloss with Lakeville, which is kind of yeah, interesting. Just the way it's, you know. Yeah, the way it works. All right, we're to take a break. So, Jared, what did you think of the Super Bowl? You know, good game. Um, I, I had really no fights, you know, no stake in it. I kind of bet on Philly. I, I, I don't hate Mahomes. Like, his wife and brother are super annoying, but I don't hate him like yeah, but so many people want they've, to. They've definitely taken a step back. Yeah, they have, I think, because they realize he's, they're killing his public well, image. His PR team was right. like, yeah, you got to stop. You know, the thing is, I, the only thing with Mahomes that sort of irked me, and again, national media and just attacking them, it's like he won one Super Bowl and they're like, oh, baby goat, baby goat, baby goat. And, you know, look, I, I can appreciate the talent, and obviously I'm a major Brady rump swab. Like, he can do no wrong, Tom Brady, in my view. But I, I can still appreciate, like, what they've been able to do in Kansas City. Um, the game scored a lot of points, which I thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to the last call, I mean, the only part for me is, was it holding? Yeah. But you know what? They weren't calling it all night. And one of the things that irks me with... I mean, Bradbury admitted it. He did admit it. And it yeah. was holding. But, like, they weren't calling it. If you're not calling it all night, you know, in, in all honesty, the game was officiated pretty well. Like, they were really only calling yeah. pre-snap penalties, whether it be delay games or false starts or offsides. Yeah. Um, they were letting them play the game. And... I think that's what makes it unfortunate is then when you get into that situation, you know, you have a, a, a penalty and it was a penalty. It was a hold, but it shouldn't have been called that late. Regardless, it, I, I don't know if it would have changed the outcome. I mean, Kansas City probably was still going to score. Kansas City, was, well, they were going to kick that field goal right. away. They just would have left Philly some time. More time. So I, I think it's I think it's absolutely like to say that I think it's absolutely in, incorrect to say that Pat Mahomes won that game because of the refs. Because Pat Mahomes.